Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh, and the Amplify Her podcast is all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. Today, we are going to chill together and have a solo episode. This isn't going to be a super long episode, but today I want to talk about stress and how we all manage it, whether we are managing it or not, what stress does to our bodies, what exactly cortisol is and the impact it has in our systems. And then I would love to chat about just a few ways that I've learned how to handle stress. Um, So let's dive into it. So obviously we, I, I would think that the majority of us know that stress isn't super helpful for us or can be harmful to our bodies. Um, But I know that there has been so much more information on exactly what happens when people are stressed and what can happen to our bodies. So I wanted to talk a bit about cortisol. So cortisol, if you don't know, is a steroid hormone that helps the body respond to stress. And it's sometimes called the stress hormone uh, because levels of cortisol in the body spike during times of high stress. So cortisol plays a role in our metabolism. It stimulates the liver to increase the production of blood sugar, but it also helps the body convert fats, proteins, and carbohydrates into usable energy. As a part of the body's fight or flight response, cortisol is released during stressful times to give your body a natural energy boost. This boost is meant to fuel your muscles to respond to a threatening situation. But what can happen is that cortisol levels can be constantly high due to chronic stress um, and situations that are not life-threatening or threatening in general, but can appear threatening to your body through how you handle stress. This can result in constant high blood sugar, um, inflammation, and high blood pressure, And uh, the hormone is produced by the adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands, if you don't know, are glands that sit on top of each kidney. So I will say in the past when I have been stressed out, I can feel an ache on on my in my kidneys, (laughs) which sounds so wild. But there have been um, events that I've planned in the past where it is like, the week before an event, which is always the busiest time right before an event, where I have really bad achiness in my lower back. Um, And I know it's because I'm incredibly stressed. Um, And the only time I've had that outside of stress is during um, a kidney infection. So um, if you have chronic stress and you notice that your lower back has an ache, it could be because of your adrenal glands producing cortisol. 
Another thing to know about cortisol is that the pituitary gland, which is a pea-sized gland at the base of the brain, and the, hip- the hypothalamus, a region of the brain that controls the activity of the pituita- pituitary gland, can sense whether the blood has the right amount of cortisol in it. These two brain regions are working together to direct the adrenal glands to produce more or less cortisol, and they're acting as the control mechanisms regarding how much cortisol is made. The connection between the hypothalamus, pituitary glands, adrenal glands forms the backbone of the body's stress response system. So if any of these are out of whack, if you're chronically stressed, all of these things um, are going to be speaking the wrong language to each other in order to regulate your body. And so that can lead to really, really damaging things. So if you didn't know, cortisol levels reach their lowest levels late at night, usually around midnight. From there, levels begin to rise and cortisol reaches its highest level in the body early in the morning, peaking around 9 a.m. before beginning to decline later in the day. That pattern can change if people work a regular shift. So if you're working the night shifts, that can be really, really hard on your body or say you're... Um, an insomniac or you're not going to bed on time, your cortisol levels are going to be off. Same with if you're not getting enough sleep, that can really disrupt your cortisol levels and your adrenal glands. Um, And so all of those things that we just talked about, everything that's talking to each other, they're going to be speaking uh, really different languages. (laughs) So some things um, that are really important to know that I actually didn't know around spiked cortisol levels in your in your blood or in your system um, is that it can cause weight gain, high blood pressure, high blood sugar. You can actually have a muscle loss and a weakness of your muscles. You can swell in your face, develop depression. Your skin can bruise easily and you can have problems thinking clearly if you have too much cortisol in your system. And if that that and what that means is if you have too much cortisol in your system, over a long period of time. And then conversely, if you have a uh, insufficiency of uh, cortisol, if you have like adrenal fatigue, when the adrenal glands don't make enough cortisol, um, that can happen when people aren't producing enough in in the adrenal glands, um, or your pituitary gland doesn't let your adrenal glands know to to make more cortisol. Um, Some Adrenal insufficiency can look like severe fatigue and weakness, weight loss, faintness or dizziness, especially upon standing, low blood pressure, low blood sugar, darkened skin on the face, neck, and the back of hands. Um, So in that case, people might have to take like a steroid hormone um, uh, or other medications. Uh, I find this so fascinating because a lot of us don't talk about this. We simply just talk about stress. I've been learning more about cortisol and I think it's really fascinating to understand how to regulate our bodies and our nervous system so we're producing the right amount of cortisol. Um, And I think what's also fascinating about this is um, a lot of what is directing our pituitary gland is what we're interpreting as being a threatening situation or not. Obviously, for people who have... um, you know, an imbalance that is is really severe could mean something very different than, you know, simply 
understanding how to regulate our nervous systems. But I, I do think it's so fascinating that we can do all of these things to better ourselves and, and better understand how to take care of uh, the stress and the, or the ways that we're interpreting stress in our bodies. So what happens when your body isn't controlling um, its nervous system and its heart rate uh, when you're feeling stress, like what happens when you're you're not feeling in control um, or you do have chronic stress. So I'm sure many, many folks can relate to um, being more stressed out or burnt out um, or having a physical or emotional reaction to um, stressful situations around us. But physical symptoms of stress can be aches and pains like the ones I were I was describing um, around my kidneys feel um, like chest pain or like your heart is racing, exhaustion or trouble sleeping. You can develop headache, dizziness or shaking, um, high blood pressure, muscle tension or jaw clenching, stomach or digestive problems, trouble having sex, <laughs> a weak immune system, and stress can lead to emotional and mental symptoms like anxiety or irritability depression, panic attacks, and sadness. I love that just sadness is, is one of the things listed there. Often people with chronic stress try to manage it with unhealthy behaviors. Um, that's what they're saying in, in this article that I've found. But, um, you know, there are ways that we can regulate our nervous system or keep it very, very dysregulated. And something that I think is important to know when we're talking about stress, it is subjective. Um, but I think there are a lot of outside factors that um, maybe we've gone through in our lives or how people have treated us that can contribute to how we respond to various situations in our in our lives. So why did I want to talk about this? Um, I am going through a busy season coming up at uh, my full-time role. Um, I think parenting can be stressful. I have heard more and more people around me being stressed um, and more and more conversations about how to regulate our bodies. I know in the episodes that I had with Stephanie and Kitty, we talked a lot about regulating our nervous systems and how to do that through um, EFT tapping or, you know, practicing Reiki. Um, so I wanted to talk about what exactly is cortisol, how does stress show up in our bodies, um, and what exactly are some things that I practice to help regulate stress in my body. So I wanted to mention that, um, you know, your, you know your body and you know what, what will feel good to your body and, and what won't. Um, but one of the biggest things that I do that I, I know is, sounds so simple, um, is just I just take a deep breath. And something that uh, I'm going to be talking to a future guest about um, in a couple weeks is really how breath can help regulate our nervous systems in the most basic, beautiful, simple way, and how it is a tool that we often overlook that we can utilize to to really push through fear and anxiety in so many ways. And I 
often forget to breathe <laughs> in in many, many situations. So maybe right now, um, I want to encourage you to just take a deep breath wherever you are and maybe hold it for a few seconds and just let it out. And if you want to do that throughout the entire time you're listening to this until this episode finishes, feel free. Um, Taking a breath helps regulate your nervous system so quickly. And it's just something I think we all take for granted and we all are able to do. Um, I don't want to say all of us because I know there are people who are not able to breathe, um, you know, as deeply as, as all of us, but many of us are able to just take a deep breath and that can often be taken for granted. Um, I know Navy SEALs use the box breath method where you breathe in for a count of six, you hold for a count of six and then breathe out for a count of six and that can help regulate so much of your nervous system. So if you've never tried that before, I highly, highly recommend. It's something that I love to do when I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Another thing that is really, really helpful for me is exercise. And um, for some folks listening, maybe you're like, I don't want to exercise. But um, something that has been incredibly helpful for me when I am stressed out is just leaving my home and going for a walk. Number one, like going outside and breathing fresh air, but also getting my body moving. And um, that is immensely, immensely helpful for me. So Uh, If you didn't know this, seven out of 10 adults in the U.S. say they experience stress or anxiety daily, and most say it interferes at least moderately with their lives. Um, When the American Psychological Association surveyed people in 2008, more people reported physical and emotional symptoms due to stress than they did in 2007. I imagine this seems to be an older article, obviously, but um, I imagine that is through the roof after COVID and the past few years of us living through a global pandemic. Um, The physical benefits of exercise. are obviously you can improve your physical condition and and your endurance and um, you know many many things through through exercising, um, but one thing that can highly improve is the way that your body responds to stress. So when stress affects the brain with its many nerve connections, the rest of the body feels the impact as well. So when your body feels better, so does your mind. If you're going for a walk, you can reprogram your brain um, by releasing endorphins, the chemicals in your brain that act as natural painkillers. Exercise can help you improve sleep. In turn, that reduces stress. So once again, that connection between cortisol being highest at night and exercise helping you sleep, your body is going to be able to process cortisol properly um, and have it be released in your body at the appropriate time. So scientists have found that regular participation in aerobic exercise has been shown to decrease overall levels of tension, elevate and stabilize your mood, improve sleep and improve self-esteem. Even five minutes of aerobic exercise can stimulate anti-anxiety effects. Um, I think that is so important to know because I think there's so much pressure on all of us to work out hard and get everything done and really, really like 
be the most fit people, but five minutes is what this says. Five minutes of aerobic exercise can help reduce your stress levels significantly. Um, And I certainly find that incredibly helpful. Um, And I think that part of something I want to address when talking about this is we don't always feel like going outside when we're stressed. We don't always feel like walking away from, you know, a stressful situation at work that we need to get done to just go for a walk. But I think the the piece that I'm really taking with me while I've done this research and I'm looking at this is just the five minutes. Getting out of your home for five minutes can help reduce stress, can help change your brain Um, and can bring you back to a place of, you know, just even a a sliver of balance. And I really, really loved learning about that. Something I think that is also really fascinating about stress is that mental component. Um, And obviously, there are situations where one will be stressed out because of outside factors. Um, but I do think the, um, the way that we can practice regulating our bodies will help us all in the long run because, um, yeah, I, I just feel like these practices are, are going to give us longevity. And one thing that, um, I know a lot of articles mentioned when I was looking at stress and um, how it shows up in the body and how we can practice um, balancing our nervous systems is through meditation. So I am not a big meditation person. That doesn't mean I don't try and I don't love to, you know, sit down and be mindful and really like try and and calm my mind and be free of distractions. It is a very, very hard for me to be free of distractions. I usually have to do a guided meditation um, and focus on something and then I'll get distracted and I have to refocus on that thing and I'll get distracted and I have to come back and focus on that thing again. Um, So I did want to say that I feel like meditation can be really challenging, um, but I know that Studies have shown that meditation can slow your heart rate, lower your blood pressure, reduce your breathing rate, diminish the body's oxygen consumption, reduce blood adrenaline levels, and it can even change your skin's temperature, which I think is so fascinating. Um, Obviously, there are other things you can do to um, relieve stress and handle stressful situations. Going to therapy is a great way to better understand how you respond to stress and help, um, you know, uh, bring more tools into your life to handle stressful situations. Um, I I think medication is so, so helpful um, in helping people regulate their nervous systems and um, handle stressful situations. I went on medication soon after my son was born and it saved me. It was so incredibly helpful for me to feel more balanced and to feel um, 
like I just had something supporting me along the way in this very new stressful journey. Um, And then something I talked about with Stephanie and Kitty was that EFT tapping. So tapping different meridian points on your body to help balance your nervous system. And if you don't know anything about that, um, feel free to listen to part two of that series with Stephanie and Kitty. Um, But basically it is what I just said. So you're tapping, doing, you're making small taps on various parts of your body um, and just breathing deeply. And it is almost like immediate relief for me anyway, um, in helping to calm me down. I will walk down the street if I'm feeling stressed out and tap on my lip or the top of my eyebrow and breathe. And it helps me so, so, so much. Um, so I wanted to do this just like little ditty of an episode on stress. Um, I hope it was helpful. I hope that uh, this gave you a few ideas on things that you can include in your practice of balancing your nervous st- system or handling stress. Um, I actually would love to talk to you um, a person who specializes in managing stress for folks. And so I'm going to be doing some research to bring someone on the show to talk more about that. But as we're entering into, you know, a new month um, and we're entering into uh, a new chapter of the year, um, sometimes that can be really stressful. Uh, Sometimes if you have projects coming up or situations that weren't unexpected in your life um, or something exciting but scary, it can feel like a lot. And so I just want I just wanted to do an episode where we could talk about it and really chat about what exactly stress and cortisol and all these things are and um yeah, talk about the ways that we all handle it. So if you have any other ideas or, or ways that you handle stress, please let me know if you're like, I punch a punching bag every single day of my life. I love it. Let me know if you go fishing, if you do yoga, if you sit and watch your favorite show because it makes your brain feel good. Um, if you play a video game and you like kill aliens, let me know. Um, yeah, let me know what you do to manage stress in your life. I will be back on Wednesday with a brand new interview with an incredible woman. And I am so excited. It's going to be so great. But I hope this was helpful. Um, You're the absolute best. And never forget that your voice matters and your story matters. And I will see you on the next episode of the Amplify Her podcast. Bye. The Amplify Her podcast is a part of the Amplify Her Media Network. You can check out more shows on the Amplify Her Media Network over on Instagram at Amplify Her Media.